Hi. I, I'm Claire. I just sorry to interrupt. Claire is the worst written character I've oh, ever seen God. in a prestige so film. Like we're still doing this manic pi pixie dream manic bullshit. Pixie like, dream really? girl. And she's and she's a and she's a doctor. Manic what? pixie dream girl. <laughs> man, that doesn't even make, doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> this motherfucker is dating a whole ass doctor who can find time to be with his scraggly ass, but he's so, like, oh, I can't, okay, I can't okay, run a okay, kitchen at the, okay, and love you too. Me, like, right? Like, oh, dude, I'm, right, glad you, I'm glad somebody <laughs> said it other than me. <laughs> How much time does she have? Because no doctor lady is doing all that shit to get this depressed little ugly hot white boy like that's not happening in real life it's a red flag yeah his performance <laughs> is probably the best well actually steve carell does pretty good too it's like the movie itself is kind of blah it's kind of like whatever yeah because i've never heard anything good because like the scenes from it i'm like oh this seems like that you know like can like toronto international film festival like tearjerker oscar bait kind of a movie but i just then never it, heard anything about it is it can as opposed to what con I've heard I'm it pretty sure it's Canon. There's, there's a there's a entourage episode about about that whole thing. Um, I'm seventy percent sure it's Can. Can versus Con. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm. I I tell you, I, I being around you gentlemen, I just learned something new every <laughs> Saturday night. It's mm. what is that? Is it Can? Is it Con? No, I think it's Con. It's like the international. <laughs> Shaka film Can? Festival. Is it Shaka Can? Everybody knows Shaka <laughs> Can. <laughs> it's the international film festival. Really? Yeah. It's like Con. It's like. Venice, it's like Toronto, it's mm. like Tribeca. Those are like the big like if you're like trying to move something internationally, like you yeah. you do those. Oh, it's telling me Google's telling me that it's actually pronounced Ken. It's actually pronounced Kenenes. <laughs> yeah, y'all don't know shit either. <laughs> I, I was asking. I was trying to get clarity. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought it was Ken. I thought it was Ken. I was certain that it was Ken. I had that same bullshit when um, I made a video on Vincent Van Gogh. And apparently the actual pronunciation is something like Gogh. Like there's like a guttural yeah. sound. Mm, or something like Gogh. yeah Vincent but people are like yeah no we're not saying that so just say or like um go or like wb du bois like i i love it when people try to get fancy and they say dubois dubois yeah i always he, i always used to say that shit I, twitter ta only not, taught me that it's, it's du bois. dubois like he pronounced recent. his name du bois yeah like yeah. he he Which said is very no black it's somehow. du bois yeah du bois why didn't they should start a podcast <laughs> the boy and the boys well look uh welcome everybody to wabbing the red flog this is uh it's eddie it's josh it's alvin this is the number one dating and uh cinematic mispronunciation podcast in the universe we're joined today by your boy uh, make a brie uh, storytelling to talk about yeah. the, the, the bear. Another word. Beep, 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 beep. No one knows how to pronounce <laughs> the bear season me, me, me two. Make <laughs> cabron. Oh shit. Um. Yeah. Let's get straight. Let's get straight into it. Cause I yeah I watched this shit and I don't know if I would have watched it on my own. I feel like it's like slightly overrated. Like people talk about this shit like it's just cinema. Like it's like it goes beyond cinema. Like it's like it's more than just yeah. a TV show. It's a way I, of life, and I'm like, I, I mean, no, it's it's a dick in the kitchen. Like you know, it's it's cool. I watched Max video on on the episode with Richie in Me season too. two. So, yeah, so same, same. So I'm Good really, video, I'm really anxious to Very hear Max thoughts about the totality of what we've seen so far because I have what I think are going to be pretty pretty hot takes. <laughs> I think we all might have some hot takes. I don't think anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. is like, yo, this is the best piece of shit to ever grace, but. <laughs> It was it was good, it was mm. good, but it was 
<sighs> well written, yes. Well uh, shot. Well acted, yes. Well shot, yes. Mm-hmm. But it was just, I don't know. Like, it was just like, it's cool. Like, I I, I, I didn't hate watching it at all. Like, I was like, okay, well, damn, I'm, I'm done with two seasons in three days. Okay. So it felt like didn't shit happen to me. Like it felt like a lot was like being done to like tell us a story about nothing happening. Oh boy, kind of opened up a store, and that was the, like, what's what's the plot here? Like for me, particularly the side characters, it's all over the map. Like some are excellent. Richie's fantastic. Richie's um, well done. Yeah, I don't and like then, him, but he's well done. But then there are other side characters who kind of like get lost in the shuffle, like Brantino. Yeah, yeah, they didn't yeah, give him enough. Or even Sydney, like, like I thought that like they kind Loki of gave kind her of trash a little, too. Even, even Carmi, to be completely honest, in season two, they kind of mm. explored him. I almost think like he kind of fed- is Richie the main character of the bear kind of Loki. Richie and Matt. Richie and I Matt, mean, man. Yeah, there's something there. There's something. There. Oh yeah, even that. She was she was really good too. They and they even even in the fishes episode, they tried to really give her and I I really like that her dynamic with Carmi and then her dynamic with her mother. You okay? Oh my god. Oh. Oh, Natalie. Which kind of makes you feel even worse for her because, you know, we're so focused on Carmi's trauma from Mikey and her mother. But then we kind of forget. It's like, you know, you have your sister here who's also gone through this shit. But she's handling it like much better than you are, and you're kind of being a dick by That's not. That's that She-Hulk shit. <laughs> I am yeah. infinitely more qualified in yeah, dealing with kind of. So all of this just feels like projecting. In a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are gonna be mad at that, but I, I don't know, man. I just felt like the, like I, I love the beauty of like cooking and like the cooking culture and the kitchen culture and all the different shit that they're doing and like the test kitchen work they're doing to create the, and like the way they make all of it feel like magic. Like, all of that is amazing, but it just doesn't seem like enough to make a show. Like, you still need a plot. Like, that's aesthetic. Like, something that I really loved about Hannibal was that it had all of those elements of, like, food as art. Obviously, on some fucked up shit, but, like, it had food as art as its, like, aesthetic. But it was a, but the story was some whole other shit. Like, just a whole story about, like, oh, could you try this soup? Oh, it's too salty. It's like, I don't want to, I can't watch that for an hour. I honestly think the bear is in, there's a sort of a strange area that shows fallen right it, it, this is actually what's kind of funny about the show i don't even think carmy likes being a chef i it he I even kind of point. that's the thing it's like even in season one he kind of admits to like the really the only reason i like went and did all this shit and, and all these restaurants was because i was rejected by mikey and but, so him but it's almost ironic point. he does have a point where he says i love it but i'm exactly. not happy he says he, exactly yeah. that, that him that him and richie moment where richie talks about him reading that book Mm-hmm. And talking about him getting left behind effectively. Like mm-hmm. all of these, you know, his friends are doing big shit. He's going to get left behind. He asked Carmi directly. Carmi says, I do love it, but I'm not happy. So yeah. I do think he loves it. I do think he loves being. I don't think chef. he likes it, though. I don't think he likes it. And yeah. I do think that's a very, that's a very clear distinction that I would like to make. That's a good point. I, I don't think kind of any of them thing. like it necessarily i think sydney i, I think sydney know, does a, i don't I think, think sydney i don't does. know and i think marcus does i think sydney and marcus do marcus, Sid, like, marcus does marcus likes it he know? loves bacon yeah. he loves and yeah. likes bacon that motherfucker likes making making a good donut but when sydney came to the bear or the the beef or whatever it was like you could tell yeah. like you could see her shift from like this bright eyed like oh my god i get to study under this phenomenal chef and then acqu- acquiesce to this environment that she's in to where she's not really liking it so much or even just with her past experiences where 
there was a lot of things that she didn't like, and the reason why her past business, I think she was um she was doing catering or something like that. Yes, it grew yeah, too yeah. big, too fast, something like that. She she burnt out on that one too. Yeah, so yeah. I was just like, I can't really say like she really like she yeah. Do they love it? They have a passion for it? Absolutely. Do they really like it though? Is that making them happy? Does anybody yeah. really love what they like? Like what they love though? Because I mean that because I think that's kind of the interesting. I admire that, and I, Alvin, this is something you said before. I admire being like, look, I don't like this shit. I don't enjoy this shit. It doesn't spark joy or engagement or anything in me, but I can't not do it. I have to do this shit. And I feel like there's such a beauty in that purpose because most people don't have anything like that. They go, oh, this is what I do to survive. Da, da, da. But if you go, look, I hate this shit and I'm never going to stop doing it. That's kind of it's kind of beautiful. Like when he's stuck in the in the uh, refrigerator, which is the dumbest subplot. Yeah. Like, he's stuck in the refrigerator. And <laughs> so, so open at night. So it's, it's the smoking gun, man. The smoking gun. The fucking. <laughs> right. Like, because they, they I'm like, are y'all not watching the show? Fucking two, it's been two right. seasons. Two they seasons. They had that shit on fucking... the goddamn mantle. Chekhov's uh, fucking fridge handle. Like, just showing us, yeah, this shit going to be a problem. In what way is it going to be a problem? Somebody gets locked in. The... I don't even think fridges are designed that way. So no, like modern fridges, safety. you can't like they have a they no. have a little glow in the dark like pump yeah. thing that you can press to get out. So that's another that's another thing of like in movies like things that don't exist in real life. When like oh I'm stuck in the freezer, like no, what? like that they have yeah, right. there is right. like maybe a, in the twenties that you can press. Yeah, right. when his kids was getting <laughs> stuck know. in the fridge or whatever, that's not real. And that makes, but when, doesn't even make any sense. Like why would fridge. you not have a, <laughs> well, yeah. another just like. I'm going to make a bedroom with only a doorknob on one oh, on the outside. Surely handles get broken all the time. And it's just a bunch of frozen <laughs> chefs, like just a p- piles of Everest chefs that have died because nobody decided to fix the handle procedure. All right. Should we add right. one? That's nah, fine. <laughs> when he's in the fridge and he says, maybe this thing doesn't spark enjoyment or happiness, but the feeling of failing at this feels way worse than any joy that I get outside of doing it. And I thought that was a. I, I think that's what motivates people like Sydney and them, which is that like, it's not even about joy. It's not about day to day. Like, can I enjoy this shit? It's about avoiding the pain of being like embarrassed or a failure. I, dis- to other people. I disagree. I disagree. Okay. I think, I think, I think Carmi is a is his own case. But I think for Sydney, and I think, and I think the Richie episode really highlighted this for me. Right where okay. he pulls that guy out, and he's like, "Why do you do this?" And the guy's like, "Because I get to make somebody's day." You know, and I make their mm. whole world for a short period no, of time. That guy, I think he enjoys it. I don't think. Yeah, but no, but they 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 actually asked about it. He was like, "No, nah, man, I don't like I don't like getting fucking yelled at." Fuck you, Garrett. Yes, chef. Fuck me. But I get through that because I get to make somebody's night every single night. Mm. So I think that some people right. have that in the show, right? So I think I think Sydney has it. And I think mm-hmm. you've seen several instances. Sydney in the does show have it. You're right. Sydney, Sydney does it. have it. Where she's I like, don't. she enjoys the joy of other people eating her. Food. Like the, even, even, even. I think it was episode nine, like season two, shit. where she, yeah, exactly. Like she made the omelet, yeah. and she, and they're talking about like she's like, yeah, man, it was fire, man. I put some fucking ruffles on that shit. Like I'm fucking getting creative. Like yeah, boom, boom, bam. <laughs> like so, I think Sydney has that. I don't know if Carmi has it. That's, that's a great point because in the finale of season two, you have Sydney in the kitchen and you can tell she's stressed. You can tell that she's like, she is like freaking out. She has that moment of like a little panic attack when she hears the, the ticket machine wearing. But then she goes outside and she pukes. But then... Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And her father comes mm. up and says, like, I'm proud of you. And then it, the season ends with her smiling. So the idea is this, like, like yeah, for Sydney, where it's like, I'm able to put up with all the bad shit because the outcome it's like it's kind of like i don't know like working out like i hate going to the gym and like sweating and like hurting myself yada yada but i'm it's so rewarding to see the results and to strive but like to your point where with carmy even though he might love it or to some extent he does need love it, it or enjoy it motherfucker can't fall in love like, yeah on, it's also so it's also mixed in <laughs> it's also mixed in with like because again, it's very highly implied that a lot of this is mixed in with like his family trauma, Definitely, and it's like yeah. you you really need He's to address something, that man. first. Yeah, yo, the fact that this motherfucker is dating a whole ass doctor who can find time to be with his scraggly ass, but he's so, like, oh, I can't, okay, I can't okay, run a okay, kitchen at the, okay, and love you too. Me, like, right, like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, glad, you, yo, I'm glad somebody <laughs> said it other than me. <laughs> How much time does she have? <laughs> no, she's probably on call like. 36 hours at a time right. and she's making she this calling shit him up and okay. telling him cute nothings and shit like she's honestly i actually just think she's unrealistically written like i don't think okay. that's he's badly Thank written you. i think it's that yes. she's badly written because yes. no doctor lady is doing all that shit to get this depressed little ugly hot white boy like that's not happening in real okay. life unless she's in residency and she's making like 50k sure, whatever and maybe, she's making and she's working like 180 she's too busy hours a week bullshit. she's ch- anyway, she was so, chasing that man like so that's the core of what i want to get into and i think there's a lot to dive into with the bear my primary things were a i think claire is the worst written character i've oh, ever seen God, in any prestige so film like we're still doing this manic pi- pixie dream manic bullshit? pixie like, dream girl really? and she's and she's a and she's a doctor manic what? pixie dream girl <laughs> Man- doesn't even make sense they come in all shapes sizes careers come on manic, manic pixie dream girls can be anything okay mm. I guess I, so. I am I am one hundred percent showing this episode to my girlfriend because the entire season, every time Claire came on screen, you could just hear her go, Ugh. like she just like oh, yeah. recoiled. And yeah. I feel bad because like I've seen the actress and other stuff. I think she's great. But yeah, the her never oh, have I her seen fault. a character yeah, it's not her fault. She read the I've lines never, they gave her, but never have I seen a character who was so blatantly a plot device. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a, it's mm-hmm. like she isn't even a character, she's like plot device. In, in like human form she's not upset about anything she doesn't have any a well work. acted plot device nothing going on behind those eyes like i know jeremy allen white's like good looking but like mm. uh, you cannot tell me that anyone would put up with his like negative someone rids. would no, uh, some, some, no, 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 no. Would. someone definitely <laughs> there's, a, there's would. a lot of there's a lot of well would. documented examples like the random man yeah. from atlanta if anybody's trying oh, to know that y- story yes indeed but, oh jeremy allen I, i've met many jeremy allen white's 
they're fucking four, four or five different women who make way more money than them in real life. Like that's in real life, like a, a oh. scraggly line cook with a bunch of stick and poke tattoos who's like addicted to drugs and very good at cooking has v- many, many white women. Yeah. After and, also, oh, and also, you got men, women in general. But you also got to th- you also got to think about it. So I, I agree with you, Eddie, but you also got to put into perspective that like he's not just a scraggly line cook. Right. Like he's a scraggly CDC. Michelin star, yeah, CD. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like the shit in that field, so he doesn't have a lot. Right. Of, he probably doesn't have a lot of money because he's like dealing with a lot of shit. But he's like exponentially above like the right. average average. So I will give him that. Like but the bum version of him is doing well. He's the a bum version of him. Bum. So like yeah. I, I guarantee, like that could happen in real life. But I just don't. And, and look, his used to be fat, like sweet sweetheart girlfriend from like the same small town. Maybe they're from Chicago. Maybe. They're from a they're from a Chicago same, neighborhood. Same, same, right? Yeah, oh. but they're same neighborhood. Oh, yeah. I should say then. Same yeah, neighborhood. neighborhood. Like yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're part of the they're part of the, the the community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's so funny about that is that I kind of felt that way for Carmi, where like the entire crux of the season is like, oh, I can't be with Claire because I'm so busy with the restaurant, and I'm like, bitch, I don't, I didn't, I don't think you did a single thing throughout this entire. Like Sydney was doing like most of the work. I <laughs> yeah. kind of saw you do like two things he, over the course of like an eight month he was doing stuff he's trying he's trying to, a little bit so <laughs> this is what he's doing this is what he's doing he's trying to do he's trying to not him but his character the writers mm-hmm. yeah they're trying to make this the equivalent of like a whiplash thing right and i give whiplash yes yeah of course as a as a story well, can we, can some we use black swan or something like just yeah, like yeah, black, use whiplash black, yeah. all the time yeah black, black swan is a, is a great example as well i give yeah. both of those a lot of leash because these are young people just stepping out doing stuff right mm-hmm. like yeah. young people have a different perspective like they're they're potentially trying to be like at the zenith of their particular field right yeah this is a this is a chef that has a lot of success a lot of talent that is trying to open a restaurant and spending like 500k so yeah. what this motherfucker needs is a planner right <laughs> like he's he's doing all this shit about like i need to be the best because i got locked in the free refrigerator and i was kind of well fuck you need a google you need a, oh, a calendar. Cal- is that what you said? Yeah, you yeah. need yeah, you need a planner, and you could do everything that you're doing at yeah. the level that you want to do it without becoming like a monster. Because that last episode insinuates that, and I'm gonna and I, and I take this personally, and I and I did some numbers on this one, right? Mm. I work a lot of hours. <laughs> Stick of dead numbers. What the fuck? I I like, how? How did you do? Okay. What I numbers? numbers? Go ahead. numbers. I did some numbers. I did some numbers. The amount of money. The amount of money. The amount of money that is on the line for them is the amount of money that I have to play with for half a day. Me, brick by brick. They're, they're, the whole, oh, you, the whole your work, you mean? Yeah, the whole existence yeah. of their restaurant is half a day of what I'm responsible for. I mm. promise, I promise this motherfucker can figure out a way to go on a date and have a happy life outside of this if he understands how to fucking work a Google Calendar I don't in the know midst how he got this. to that point of success. Though, I right? don't so, know. Let me t- no, okay, so let me tell you this, though. the fuck out of me. I'll say, I'll say this because like, it was deeper than just uh, his organizational skills. Like I think it was just really him grappling with the mental health aspect of it because that's what I was really getting from his that's character fair. Mm-hmm. is he okay. was dealing with a lot of just mental health shit. And it doesn't matter how organized you are when your mind isn't like functioning properly. Like, okay. when you, like, hung up on some shit, like, you just got this draining energy that's 
when your energy is just being drained by like just like a bunch of like other stuff, like yes, I could go on a date, but I don't have the capacity to deal with this. Even though like yes, I deserve this. Even though like yes, I could want this, but it's like, do I really want to invite this person into this realm that I'm dealing with? Do I yeah. really want to invite this person into the shit that I'm hanging on, like hanging on to? Da, da, da. So I, I mean, fuck, shit I fuck is not with you, as easy Josh. as we're making it sound sound. So I, no, I fuck with you, Josh, and I think that like if it was about if the angle taken in the show was his brother and his like. His relationship with his mother, right? But that last season, I think, kind of nails it down. He's like, if I have to be great at this, I have to cut off all distractions. That's yeah. what he said. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think you had, I think you, I think you're on to something. I think what you're talking about, Josh, is actually the real reason, but it's not what he said. So I'm going to take him at face value. At yeah. face value, he said, like, if I want to be great at running this restaurant and I'm a hundred, and you know, I'm 500 to 800K in debt. You know, I gotta fucking like not talk to anybody and just be in here making cannolis and donuts and shit. Making cannolis and gonna save the restaurant. I'm like, like, motherfucker, get a fucking planner, bro. Get a fucking planner. Like, cause, cause again, cause again, none of this would have happened if he had put a notification in his phone that said, "Call fucking Terry." Yeah, the mother. That's what happened. He's He's bad at what he's doing. Yeah. Like no, the, fa- the fact that he made it this far makes no sense. Like in real life, there's no way because the, really the only fuck up that he really made was the fridge shit, and it just seems unrealistic that a head chef of a Michelin star restaurant under any circumstances could he let something it. like that. He retained it. Okay, he retain it. it. It's true. So maybe that's a lot easier. But still, even to ret- retain the shit, it just does not seem realistic that you could be that bad at. Because pl- look, I don't think it's as easy as you're making it sound, Alvin. I think balancing like personal relationships with the level of stress of like someone trying to run a new restaurant and, and like do the rest of life is actually really fucking like most people don't I think, operate I think, like that. i think it's ve- i think it's very hard i think that it's easier than what he's making it that's my point right i think it's i think it's somewhere between hard and like i have to cut off all personal yeah. interaction i agree and Which I is never almost- talk to that that's my point right I, i'm not saying it's easy because again I, I use my my like, work as, a, as an example. My work is hard. My work is stressful. Most people couldn't do what your work is. I'm and tired right now. Life. Yes, but the shit that this this motherfucker's talking about is just like it's just like my nigga AB said it couldn't be me. It couldn't be. This job is fucking hard. Let's not let's not bullshit and act like running a no, new restaurant to that level. It's, is it's, not no, it's very no, it's it's, it's very it's very hard. But again, what I'm saying is like that's why that's why I'm trying to set the guardrails appropriately, right? And then I'm gonna shut up because I'm talking a lot. But it's it's somewhere between very hard and what he's talking about. It's somewhere in in the middle of that. No, because he's he's, saying, he's 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 jumping logically for sure. Yeah, but what I think, he's saying I what he's him, saying does not make sense. But it is very yeah. hard. I don't want to take that away from him. Yeah, Starting no, a new business, can't especially do this a restaurant. Ridiculous. Like, especially a restaurant. Restaurants are hard. Like, hey, look, I don't answer my phone for personal calls during my workday. Like that's a simple. Yes. Thing. That's a simple thing. Anybody yes. who's doing any kind of like difficult, like you're running a company, you have the bat phone. If it's an emergency and my girl needs me, I have a different phone that rings. Throughout my workday, I don't get distracted with personal shit because we want to go out for ice cream and I haven't ordered the fucking meat yet. Like, come on, this is like simple personal self-management shit. But if you've never had to do that before, if the, if you've never had to do this shit before, you can fuck up like that. But the, yeah. the idea that you like can't do both, I think it's just. Honestly, it's maybe kind of realistic. He's never had a relationship before. And I, I've met a lot of people who have not had to manage like life and life together. You, Alvin, you've had you've been on two cylinders for most of your life of having inter, like close interpersonal relationships and high octane like educational and professional careers simultaneously. A lot of people 
they get to 35 and they're like, oh, fuck, I have a girlfriend or oh, fuck, I have a job. I don't know how to balance this shit. So mm-hmm. it's not surprising. Especially if, like you said, like they're younger. But no, he literally, he's like, the, he's like that person who's like, you ask, you text someone a simple question and they text you back like three days later, like, sorry, I was busy. And it's like, right. it doesn't take Come like on, eight man. seconds. Low, like, low executive function like a motherfucker, yeah. bro. Come on, get it together. But I almost, I don't think it ever really, or it ever establishes him having a relationship before. Seemed like his no, entire life has I don't just think he been did. cooking. No, yeah, because like it, even in the past, like his main relationship was with the same with girl. Claire. Like it was just like yeah. a girl of interest that was only one. And then mm-hmm. I almost wonder if what the show's communicating is that Carmi is almost using that as an excuse not to yes. let himself get close to Claire. Yeah, where it's I like think you're, no, you're right. yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's, again, it's like you couldn't, you can't like step out for like thirty minutes to get ice cream with her. Do you think he fucked up the fridge shit on purpose? Like on some subconscious shit. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you can go, Self, hey, self-sabotage look. Self-sabotage behavior? Self-sabotage type shit, yeah. yeah. Because it's like, that call was happening so many times, and he kept, you know, it, it, because he stares at the phone. The fucking phone dude, the, the fridge dude is calling him. He sees Claire, and you see in that moment, he's thinking, this bitch again. Like, that's what, yeah. he's, that's what he's doing in that moment. And I think he let the shit lapse in order to, like, engage with her, and then inevitably it fucked up in a way that maybe he didn't predict it was going to fuck up exactly in that way. To where he ends up locked in the fucking fridge but i think he was wanting to fail to do something in order to pursue this relationship so he could convince himself that any failing of the restaurant was really low-key claire's fault or like yeah. the fault of his relationship with claire i think yeah, he did this on purpose that makes sense it's like he he it like sub like subconsciously he was scared of entering a relationship but he didn't know how to cut it off so as mm. soon as he found something that had nothing to do with her literally yes. nothing to do with her Oh, I'm yes. going to use this as an excuse to justify breaking up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply up with her because oh it's this is somehow her fault that i couldn't make a five second phone call to someone exactly to have him come yeah you know who really fumbled though tina tina's a fucking a fucking piece of shit because tina y'all didn't cop what happened all right this nigga was locked in the fridge and she goes, I'm here. I'm here for you. So then he begins a crazy ass monologue. Oh, okay. Dog okay. shit oh, with his yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, just, okay. Tina okay. leaves, lets the girlfriend come in, <laughs> right. conversation, doesn't say shit. It's she shit. Yeah, say that I, thought, left. Okay, I did think fair. that was weird as hell. That, I thought fair that enough. was weird as fuck. Like, yo, like, yo, like, yo, what? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, hey, she's here. You might want to slow it down. Right. Hey, but no, she just fucking left. <laughs> She just left. She didn't even tell him, hey, by the way, let's continue this monologue later. This motherfucker what? still thought he was talking to Tina. And why then Claire goes, I'm away. sorry you felt that way. Bitch, where's Tina? Like, what the no, fuck? No, why what happened? Step away Mac, you're moment. right. I forget. She, there was no reason for Tina to, yeah, to step right. away. They had already got out their main dishes to the tables. Like, yep. everything was on a, on a fine trajectory. Yeah. There was no reason for Tina to step away. 
None. At all. No, he definitely. I forgot about that. He's like complaining, and then like ten seconds in, she's like, "All right, fuck this," and she's yeah, right, exactly. She's like, "Yeah, you take over. You take over." Want to hear this? Yeah, right. He tapped Claire into the worst conversation of the night. Like, why would you do that? But you know what's funny is that the way they've written Claire. She just be like, oh man, you know, you know, it's all cool, you oh, know, God. like you were in a stressful oh. state. Oh man, you know, you know, it's all cool, you know, like you were in a stressful state. Yeah, so, no, Claire's like, definitely gonna, gonna forgive like, him. Yeah, Claire like, ain't worried about that. Oh my God, she gonna course. cry for two seconds. He gonna half apologize. He gonna be like, you hungry? Make her a plate. She's go. She don't have no thoughts or feelings about nothing, man. Like that's, this is that, such a that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be a phenomenal <sighs> cooking montage. It's exactly, the and it's all gonna be forgiven. They're not gonna talk <laughs> about like, shit. It's like that SpongeBob line, like all she has in her head is being a doctor and being a girlfriend. His name, what's his name? I got nothing on a name. Come on, baby, what's the name? That's it. That's it. And breathing. Don't I forget to breathe, Claire. We burned everything up. Like, dining and breathing. <laughs> yeah. Here's here's my prediction. Season three is going to be the last season of the show, and the entire season is just going to be Carmi trying to get an Adderall prescription from his insurance, and then at mm. the end he's going to get it, and then the story will be, "Hey guys, everything's good now." I think that was the plot of Limitless, basically. Yeah. So I, yeah, I true. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest, man. Like I'm kind of upset that we haven't had a phenomenal john um bernthal like john bernthal speech right because that's like what i expect from him when he's in like a limited role like i'm thinking yeah. like i'm thinking when he's half when, yelling yeah when he's half yelling and like he like just gives me some oh, shit that like fucking. makes me <laughs> fucking like the like there's a speech in, for people who haven't seen it and i'm not saying i'm not suggesting you see it because it it traumatized me personally oh. but when river when river he had a phenomenal speech is that what the one with uh hawkeye yes mm-hmm. yes he has a phenomenal speech seen? in Winry. Yeah. And he has a phenomenal speech in for what I, I do think people should watch in Daredevil about just being tired. That I think mm. just like made the whole it set the tone of that show, like for that season. So I'm I'm very anxious to see if he has like a point where like he just like comes back in a flashback perspective and just like gives me some of that shit. I need that in season three. I yeah. will say that fork scene was good. That fork shit was good because I feel like the I fork shit yeah. was fucking phenomenal. Worst I've ever seen her. <laughs> I've been at those dinner tables and that fork yes. shit was real. I was just about to say, can we talk about this episode? Yes. No, no, not that the was fork. a great episode. God, the, the, the Christmas episode when they were, yeah. yeah. All forks, but it was called Fishes. Yeah, the Fishes episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Seven Fishes. That was a Still good, yo, that seemed like an expensive ass episode. Like, I don't, like, they it must was have also, a lot of money. It was also like an hour and a half or some shit. Like, it was yeah. like a mini it was a, Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. They could only afford all those guest spots for one episode piece. But so I'm like, like crammed really them all into one. Jamie Lee Curtis, <laughs> oh Bob Odenkirk, Sarah Paulson, Sarah Paulson, yeah. John Mulaney, John, John okay, like this fucking all star. Like, like y'all, y'all can't make another episode of this show because every time right. you need the mom, you have to get Jamie Lee fucking Curtis to get fucking to come overload. back to this <laughs> you TV show. Get Jamie Lee Curtis. You go. They gonna have her like getting like having um sh- shots of the back of her head for half of her right. season now forward. The goat Dude, Jamie I know. Lee Curtis. That episode fucked me up because even being from Boston, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, I've known like like five of my mm. friends' moms are like exactly. Is that? Like go upstairs and get Dad's gun out of my drawer, and I think I'm just gonna blow my fucking brains out, and then you guys can make dinner because I don't think anyone would fucking miss me. Yeah. Just so a, that was, a, it was like scary. abusive, no emotional regulation, like <laughs> trainer, like. 
hey, like, I don't need any help. And then five minutes later, why isn't anyone helping? Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, old truck. So I don't yeah. know if I feel for her or what. Because she, I, I don't, I think I mostly just view her as like an abusive person, but I'm kind of like, I, I kind of get being in that stuck place of like, she said, I don't know how to love my kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's kind of in that place of when you're a mother, you're kind of, and maybe I'm bit, you know, yeah. And maybe I'm bending over backwards on some pick me shit because it's like, you know, you're socialized as a woman. So you're like, you don't want to ask for help, but you also have this intense feeling of needing help. So it's like you're constantly mad, but also feel like you have to tell people not to help you because otherwise you're an incompetent mother. And it's like, but at the same time, like grow up, you like 60, baby, like you're traumatizing your children. And, and then like, your kids are chefs. Like one of your ch- one of your children is a world renowned right. chef. Your other one has a fucking yeah, restaurant, and you won't let them help you cook. He yeah, Sprite good. with nothing. Come on. Are you good? Come on, like stop. Well, I it's think annoying. that was. And then you drive was... a fucking car through. You're, yeah, you're, uh, yeah, yeah. That was you aren't a. <laughs> you are an abusive, traumatizing Shit. piece of shit parent. Regardless of the fact that you know you had a tough situation, I, I felt so bad for uh, Pete. Oh yeah, boyfriend. because he kept oh, he was man. like such like a punching bag throughout the show, and then he gets seven fishes. I know Pete. It. They didn't communicate. This would make eight fishes. That that would make us assholes, right? I told him that. It's a swing and a Why miss. are you doing this to me? Okay, I, don't let her fucking see it. I, don't let her fucking see it. I didn't know because. What's up, bro? Hey, Rich. The great scene at the end, but. With Jamie Lee Curtis, it was hard because in that scene, you could tell, like, it seemed like they were implying that she had kind of, like, cleaned up her act a bit. Like, she had kind of, like, she wasn't as unstable. And in that scene, she was, like, it was heartbreaking where she was, like, she recognized that how she was in the past was abusive and was awful to her children. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't just, she couldn't forgive herself for it. And that's why she couldn't go in at the end. She was, like, I don't want to, which is ironic because that's what the one thing that the kids need in their life both of them they need that catharsis with her but she's just so broken and so she has so much self guilt that right she move. can't she had yeah. right, yeah. the right move yeah cuz Natalie up. thinks she wants her mom there but she don't want her mom there like yeah. she thinks that'll be a good day but it's it won't yeah, the right. mom was not, she was not ready for that. But to back up what Max said, like, that was a really good scene for Pete. Like, when he was, like, breaking down at the table, trying to, like, hold it all together. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. like, he knew something that they didn't know. And he was just really trying to hold that shit together for them. But he couldn't just help but, like, break down and cry for yeah. her, for, for one, his wife. And then just the symbolism of what that would have meant for his wife and the rest of the family. So, like, that was a really good scene for him. I feel sorry for Pete because he just feels like the least toxic person. Like he seems like the least toxic person in like a horrible family, and as a result, everybody John just hates him. Man, John Mulaney's John Mulaney's yeah, true, true, true. He also like saved the day. Like in John Mulaney's character was very likable. Was he that was the one uh, at the great character? He was the, well, the one that said the grace. But he was the one that yeah, said grace. Yeah, yeah, said yeah grace. okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, I, I, I really like, want to get into that because that shit was funny. Like he or knows even, how to. He knows how to tell me he's not. He don't got that fork in his hand. He does. Okay, love a guy. Or even Seth. Sarah Paulson's character was also very good. Like she I don't think too. that we've like oh, she, I don't think is. we've circled she shows back up when she to. Shows up. Oh my god, Sarah Paulson's uh, an amazing actress. She's good. She's good. Yeah. But even good. circling back to like from a plot perspective, like I don't think that enough has been given to her making that edict that you're you're going to come stay with me in New York. Mm-hmm. Right? Like oh, and and what and yes, what that, that and was what that top meant. tier big sister energy. That was top, top tier big sister tier energy. Big sister energy. I don't that think enough has been shit. made about that. 
So I do think yeah. that her character very is right. like, from a plot perspective, is extremely important. And I would love for her to come back and like that to be explored in season three a little bit more. I, I feel like they could, if they just made this all family drama, this would be a good what, ass show. You want me to say what if it they should be? they made it, this is us. You want me to say what it should be? It, should, it, should, yeah. it shouldn't be this is us. I, and I'm drawing on my experience with shameless? other FX okay. shows. No, it should okay. be Rescue oh Me. It should be Rescue uh, Me. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That's the one with, uh, not David Spade. What's his name? Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Dennis um, it was Leary. FX, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. should be Rescue Me. If this was like a four to five season Rescue Me, I think it would be phenomenal. Because yeah. I actually really like Rescue Me. <laughs> All the, the interpersonal shit. Like, that's what I want to yes. see. I don't want to see you, like, cooking constantly. Like, that's not it's enough like, it's like a show. The, it's like the interpersonal stuff for Rescue Me was the the interpersonal stuff was the forefront. The backdrop was the fact that we're, we're firefighters. firefighters. Yeah, exactly. we're firefighters. That's an aesthetic. That's you yeah. can lay that on top. That's not the the show. Yeah. I think no. I okay. I, I mean, no, not necessarily like, like no, like, but it was just like I don't really want to watch a show that's just like all family drama, trauma and really? drama. Yeah, because like, bro, okay. like, for because like one thing I wanted to bring up about the show, right, is the level yeah. of tension. It does this really well, like. Mm. In every episode, you feel like a certain level of tension and anxiety. It, even like when parts of that, even in parts of episodes where it's like completely needless, like that episode mm. when um, damn, what's his name? Uh, the, Lionel from Our Future. Um, what's his character's name? Marcus. Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. Is he from Our Future? Yeah, that's Lionel just... from. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of Tyler the oh, Creator's best friends. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get a bite of that notebook. Like his, yeah, he was okay, on Lord of Squad. Ahead. But um, anyway. Oh shit. Yeah. Um. That's yeah, not but, Jasper Dolphin. Okay. No, 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 no. no. The, um, the he was in prominently featured in the "Bitch, I'm Stuck in Jail" skit, which is the best Odd Future skit. Right. <laughs> <the way. laughs> this motherfucker. Okay, you're right. Yeah, when I was like, oh shit, that's Lado. <laughs> Man, he's but, a good actor because he don't even seem like an odd future type of really dude. Really good like, job. Yeah. But anyway, but just the when he was uh in uh Copenhagen, and he mm. saved this guy's life that was on the bike, this old man, and it was just like so tense. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, is he gonna die now? Like it just yeah, it was, was overly traumatic, overly tense, and just completely unnecessary. Yes. And very yes. random. It had nothing to do with anything. No like, man. So so Josh, thank you for bringing that shit because I thought that shit was fucking phenomenal, bro. Was because like. Yeah. It was symbolic of a lot of shit, right? Mm. So okay, like, okay. So okay. think about Get into like, it. Really, like, really think about it, right? Think, Mark! So it's this guy we can't understand at all okay. Okay. that he's coming into to save. I think that's 100% like a direct shot at him not fully understanding where Sid and Carmier are coming from, but him coming in to like be the guy that mm. they need him to be. Like I very, okay. I very much resonated with that scene. Like I think mm. that that's a very, I thought it was very powerful. Like I'm, mm. okay. and I know we talked about like the side characters not necessarily right, and it's a train wreck, but they keep going even after they've been deeply yes. harmed. Okay, yes. I can see it. Yeah, I, I love the Marcus episode. Damn, also the thought, curtains wasn't just blue. Oh shit, this levels. <laughs> I also thought Will was very good in that in in yes. that episode. Like I think I would love to oh, yeah, see yeah. more of that. And then I know you get the when. Good. When Richie was stodging, like I, I know you see that kind of connection kind of come back, and I thought that was very good from the writers um, of the show. I would love to explore that a little bit more, honestly. But yeah. I, I think feel like they did so much more breathing good. room is needed for so much of this shit. Like the stodge episode, like Forks, I thought it was ve- like similar to the Manic Pixie shit. It's like they've just they just are doing shit 
where it's like this is three or four episodes worth of content that you're trying to like blip into a for single episode. For the Stodge episode, yes. For the Stodge episode, like, I want million percent. The agree. idea that Richie goes from a 45 year old hyper dysfunctional, problematic, gaslighting motherfucker to like One almost week. entirely functional in One week. five days of work is like completely I unrealistic. I think it he's was like he so reached silly. his breaking. I think he actually, I think he reached like a breaking point because he's been wanting to change so bad. It's just he didn't have an avenue to do such or to funnel it. I don't know. It, it was like, like something that, that was missing. Life. It was, bro, like, it I don't know. Shit, life, shit. Yeah. It, it I, does happen in real life. It can happen in real nah, life. The path can start there. In nah, real man. life, no, people don't, people don't change like that. But it was, life. but he was still being himself. Like he just pulled to that extent. shit together. But mind you, like, it's not something like he just woke up one day and was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm great now. Like, no, like he's, he's been struggling with this shit for a long time. Like not start, feeling it, want. It's the start uh, of season two. That's the start of season mm-hmm. two. Him struggling with it. But Mac, I would love to like. Yeah. Yeah. For you to summarize what you got the expert. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. On that episode specifically. Yeah, on that episode specifically. Well, I think it's. I agree and disagree. I think. I think a lot of people get the episode wrong. What a lot of people think the episode about is like, to some extent, like you said, Eddie. Oh, Richie has f- now found his purpose, and now he is like found his place in life. I actually don't think the episode is saying that because if it because mm. the point of the episode is even to Josh, your point, it's the idea that like he was so aching for a place to belong that there's even that moment in the episode where he asks Garrett, it's like, hey, man, if you want me to stick around, yeah. he got his hopes up way too high. He kind of and he kind of like lost track of reality where it's like, hey, man, I'm glad that you were able to find a place, but this is going to be a long road. His relationship with his wife is still strained he still has issues with his daughter and carmy and so he still has a lot of problems in his life and i think the episode was saying rather than like hey he's he's like fixed now now he's a good person it's that despite all despite the fact that your life is still a fucking mess and you're a fucking mess you still have to keep just going forward and trying to find a path however what I found completely unrealistic, and I, it's hard because I love the, the character beat, but it was so unrealistic, was in the finale when Richie takes over the expo. As fucking expo, and it's I, like, bro, I you never that even beat. did it. During, you, I know. You only shine forks, you fucking asshole. He, look, he, he observed it for two shifts. I know. I, he observed sorry. it for two shifts. Like, I get it now. It's all making sense. Like, he was like Rain Man. Yeah, you know like, what I'm saying? come on. I know. It's, it's so like, unrealistic. Now, okay, and that I is will hard. say, I love that the is beat, hard. but it's so unrealistic. It's very, because you're having to break down each dish and then know the menu precisely in order to say what shit needs to be fired. Drive. Motherfucker, he didn't know that shit. Yeah. There's no fucking way he could have done that in real life. Damn it. Like, and it's hard because and all of his people skills and shit that they keep saying he has, it's like, Loki, no, he doesn't. Like, he kind of has people skills, but he's not any he's better got, than saying that. Got, he's got street smarts. Yeah. He does. Street. A little bit. He's got a little he's bit. Got, he's got, bit of, yeah. He's got he people skills in, ter- in terms of like, there. there's a fucking yeah. dope boy on the corner. You, like, hey, man, look, say If you've got a hood there. restaurant, he's useful. I don't no, think that he well, has any additional skills for this environment. He funneled that into like, okay, so I'm he funneled that into his care. He was always charismatic at the end of the day. If you like his, if you like his version of charisma, that's something else, but he was always charismatic. He was always a people person. He's the, he was the main guy telling stories and having everybody gather around him. Yo, so hot. And I was like, yo, I'm walking here. And everyone laughs. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's true. That is true. I think, yeah, I think 
I think the difference is like in, and the reason I think Forks is, as a standalone episode is so good is because I think that episode was saying not necessarily that like Richie is good now, but rather he is found, he, he now knows that he has potential. True. That's, it's True. like, it's not that like, Hey, your life is fixed and like everything's going to be fine now. It's mm. you have it in you to make a better life for yourself. And that might take years, but yeah, the, that ending is the it's like and I, I love the character beat of him stepping up and helping them but it was just so unrealistic of like how can you possibly do that five without... days is not enough yeah like okay so yeah. i think you're right that it's not about yeah. it's not about him being like cured across every aspect of his life but i think observing his character throughout the show is that his personality dysfunction seeps into everything that he does the way that he does relationships the way that he does like just trying to get a simple task done with him of like let's move the lockers is just completely derailed and destroyed by his like lack of self-esteem and his need to like be in control mm -hmm. and shit which they play for laughs in the show but in real life if you tried to get anything done with that type of person it's not it's not funny like it's not funny at all it's actually some like horrific shit to try and get something get done. him out of here. Get that personality. Yeah, get the fuck out. Like, you would have got your ass think, beat, like, the way he behaves in, in doing shit. I think it's easier. I think a lot of... I think a lot of Richie's issue stems from his ties to Carmi and the family. Right? Okay. Like, I think, like, I think a lot of issues yes. that Richie has, like, a, a boss that doesn't have those similar ties could easily fix and make him a very productive member of the team i okay. think a lot of it is they won't have real concrete conversations about his deficiencies so it makes it harder for him to improve which is why i think him stodging was great for him but i one million percent agree with eddie that i don't think that him stodging for a business week is enough to yeah. completely like do no. that i think if he was there for a month Yes, Probably. a month, then it could start that to make sense. That makes more sense. Because yeah. the first two or days like, he was still bullshitting. And then they yeah, gave that's what him I'm saying. Seat, so it's so really like, only three look, days of trying. Yeah, so like if you're if you're like if you're like Marcus and you're motivated intrinsically, then I think yes. maybe a week does does something for you. Marcus like, could send, maybe like sending Mark like sending Marcus to Copenhagen for that very limited amount of time, I think was extremely good for him because Marcus mm -hmm. was intrinsically motivated. Richie was he wanted. Not. He was hungry. Too. He already exactly. had I don't like think a base pick level up those skills. Of, yeah. Like even if you say, "Hey, look, that staging episode." It's not about him fixing his personality issues. It's just about him drinking the Kool Aid enough to understand that there's some beauty and purpose in what's happening here, and he's not too good for it. And then, only then, you can then begin to pick up the skills to be competent. But you can't finish in a week and be competent. And that's the whole problem with his character is that he's. He's he's flair and, and flamboyance without competence. So he thinks he's great, but he's not fucking good at anything. So five he days even, of he doesn't even he, think he's he great. Wish, he wishes you know? he wishes yeah. he were great at things, or he, he yeah. needs to be seen as great when he really isn't. And it's and like it, five days doing that, you're not coming in and running a high octane fine dining restaurant as the lead of the front of house. That doesn't make any which fucking is sense, very bro. hard. It's incredibly very hard, incredibly to fucking hard. And I think that's like it almost it almost like trivializes the the Jess the character um, in Forks, the one who was doing the expo. It almost right. like trivializes the fact that like this is a woman who's been doing this for years and Probably had to train ten years. Yeah. Well, I think and I think that's what I meant earlier when I mentioned that like he's just this functional troublemaker all the way up until the Forks episode. That's episode seven, he, which is that's right after yes. Yeah, it's and so it's crazy. like. 
And it's like, yeah, well, if the, it was maybe the time like, doesn't make sense. They started the like episode, episode off with him waking five. up at five, and I'm like, wait, is this a flashback or? And and, yeah. and, and then immediately like being fucking pissed off that he's cleaning forks. Like to Eddie's point, two of that five episode like stodge session, two of those shifts he was completely like resistant. Not in it. Yeah. To the to the process. I do think that I have like a lot of admiration because there was a through line that I th- really really admire between Ebra, um, between Marcus, between Tina, between Richie, because all of them are kind of touched by this magic that everyone saw in Carmi. That like his sister and Mike both saw in Carmi. Like Carmi's got something, and then he comes back, and everybody is like to varying degrees kind of hates Carmi because he's come in fancy fucking degrees and he's like trying to do shit differently but bit by bit each of them slowly kind of starts to get his magic in their own way and then take on and like change themselves and grow despite the fact that all of them are you know 40 plus and then like Tina's like okay chef I get it I'm going to I'm going to do this work and Marcus gets it and then Ebra gets it and then Richie is slowly just so I find that really really beautiful but Tina Richie's was just was too up. fast yeah, Tina, oh, I don't know. Tina early on? Like low key pit. Yeah, Tina, because like when she was fucking with Sydney. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I was like, like nah, like, that shit. couldn't have been me. Yeah, I could. I would have been yeah. petty than a like no mm. food would have came out that goddamn day. I'd have been what? fucking yeah, up yeah. all her shit. And I think that's sort of like you know, season one does get uh, from one of the, some of the critiques I've heard of season one is like so season one really frames Carmi as sort of like an asshole for like especially in the finale where he apologizes to Sydney. Um, and Marcus for like snapping at them and a lot of people and people defend it by saying it's like well they were they were fucking up and it's like one thing that I think a lot of especially younger dudes kind of miss when it comes to like being they think being a leader is about like being in charge and like laying down the law and domination where it's like a true leader a true proper leader is someone who's able to kind of read the room and adjust Mm -hmm. accordingly so in the case of Tina while she did it, while she, it, I think she was like very hostile while I was watching it, I'm like, yeah, but you can understand why she's hostile. She's done yeah. this job for like decades. And then all right, of a sudden, she's got like a 19 year old kid, telling her what to fucking do. Yeah. Yeah. And even yeah. if in the context, I understand that Sydney, like, you know, Sydney is her, her superior. She is an employee. Yes. She has to, you know, adjust to her preferences. Sydney and Carmi, the fact that you didn't, acknowledge that and you just kind of like ignored it and this like was we're flippant with it mm, that's very true that's Carmi didn't even attempt to like smooth over the fact that like yo yes. all of y'all have gotten used to running it a certain kind of way all of you all expected to maybe you get to have the throne after mike dies but instead his little brother who's none of you know all of a sudden is in charge telling you what to do it's like you kind of have to take a moment and kind of socially create that social cohesion and he didn't do that and it's so, because yeah and and it's in part because he was so used to the kitchen military the, you know, the joel McHale yeah. character where it's like yeah no it's i'm going to like have to earn fucking verbally abuse you and you're gonna deal with it and you're gonna get over it and Dude. then he tries to bring it in and it's like that doesn't that's not gonna fly here no, i but didn't you can see he I had a lot even of even like Connect the dots that that was Joe McHale. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Oh really? You only just now realized that's I'm only Joe just. McHale. I'm only just now realizing that was Joe. McHale. You have no talent. Very short <laughs> scene, but like he made a fuck of an impression. It was he incredible. graduated from community college. You said he should have died. Show. But here's the thing: you're terrible at this. You're no good at it. Go faster, motherfucker. Keep going faster. Why are you so slow? Why are you so fucking slow? You were talentless. Say fucking hands. Hands. You should be dead. 
I like, I would have not out because like I, I when I was watching like, it, I instantly thought about like the Gordon Ramsay uh, argument that we were having I'm like a couple of episodes back. I'm like, bro, like nah, because if that nigga would have said some shit like that to me, like I would have just. What? Oh, yeah. what now, yeah. chef? What now, chef? <laughs> yes, chef. Hands, chef. Hands, 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 chef. hands. I mean, hands. <laughs> and um, that's that's the thing too with Richie because Richie is a pain in the ass in season one and even season two. Um, so yeah, um, but I but I think one thing that is overlooked is here's Richie. He isn't even a part of this family. Yeah. And yet he's the one cousin. who was there and has to deal with Donna and Mikey. And he had to watch Mikey die and he had to do, he had to deal with all this shit. Meanwhile, Carmi, it's mentioned in the first mm. episode, he didn't even come back from Mikey's funeral. funeral yeah. So there's like this resentment yeah. of Richie, like, and, and then of course True. it's also established that Mikey left the restaurant to Carmi, not Richie. Yes. So there is this weird, I think there is this resentment hey. of, He's still trying to hang on to Mikey. He's still trying to hang on to and his this restaurant is the only thing he has. Yeah, very much true. So. But and then all of a sudden, Carmi comes in, and again, Carmi doesn't give a shit. He's just like so checked out. He's just get out of my way. Yeah. I need to do this, and it's like, dude, like communicate with us. Come on. And I think that just talking about like people being invested without technically having being family, I think that's why Cersei's like character like really like hits home for me. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's, he's also him, te- yeah. yeah he's technically not related to them, but I yeah. I I really loved I think it was season two episode nine where he mm. goes through like the Alex Gonzalez like you know oh, clubs yeah. like that's a great story oh yeah phenomenal story and he's like you're fucking Al- like don't be Alex Gonzalez like where the guys like asking him like where Carmi's asking him like not you know do we want to be Stephen Bartman or not want to be Stephen no, you want to not fuck up yeah yeah. yeah. And Cersei's like, no, you want to not be Alice Gonzalez, like, because we don't have a Stephen Bartman, like, we don't have a person mm-hmm. where like we could point to this at, like, it's gonna be on you whether or not this fails or not. I don't want this to fail. I'm clearly bankrolling you. I'm clearly trying to do the right thing by you and this family based on history, despite the fact that I'm not familiarly related to you, mm-hmm. but. Like I, I just really love that character, man. Like he's that an just, excellent. He's almost yeah. like a surrogate yeah. father of the family. He's that's what I'm. Yeah, he's the father. Yeah, because the he's, dad is he's not the around. Surrogate father. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it something that I. Hmm. I was just about to say. Yeah, yeah, like even like just great like points of humor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like even like the Xannies, like the Xannies got like mixed in with the monster juice or some. Shit. We spilled a bottle of Xanax in the uh, cooler. What are they fucking dead? No, no, no. I think they're, um, they're just sleeping. Hmm. Actually, I'm kind of into it. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Keep up the good work. You're killing it. I like I'm it. Into it. He's, 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 yeah, I'm kind of yeah, into it. Yeah, I'm kind of into right. it. Everybody's just quiet. <laughs> yeah, because they, they a... seem to be simultaneously scared of him, but he's also like, y'all don't need to be as afraid of me as y'all are, like, acting like you are. Like, half of the time, he just seems like kind of like a light character, but he seems like he breaks niggas' kneecaps sometimes. I don't know. Right. You see, I'm, I'm yeah. waiting for them to say that he's a mob figure. Yeah, right. Like, I'm, I'm waiting Wait, for that I thought to that be was already the, the situation. It's, I thought he was... No, that's the, that's the undertone. It's only been implied. I'm, it's implied. Uh. I'm, it's the undertone. I'm waiting for them to explicitly say, like, nah, man, Uncle Jimmy is, is fucking... He's got, he's got connections. Yeah. 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 Because when he I, first came in, was like, yo, you owe me some money. Like, buddy owed me some money. And right. Now you owe me this money. So... Right. I was a little I bit scared of him at first. Money... Yeah, he's gonna be a problem. 
it's funny we mentioned earlier talking about like fresh prints and stuff i think he is really a good um example of if we were to sort of like point at like a positive masculine role model he's a character who he very like kind of like uncle phil in a way where he's like he's very stern he's mm, very direct with carmy mm, and the mm. other characters but there's this sense of like i'm being stern with you i'm being hard i'm being real and like straight to the point but there is this vibe of like i care i'm doing this I want because this shit to work. i love you guys i want it to work and then he hang he yeah he says I, I don't want to take this restaurant i, yeah. I will but i really don't want to yeah which i think is like fair it's like look i'm i'm supporting you but i'm also being real and direct with you one thing i want to cover before we we kind of like close out and i'm curious if y'all's thoughts on it is that i feel like there was this through line of like parenthood and guidance like throughout the whole like every every interaction in the show is kind of about like like carmy is kind of in a way parenting richie or like um oliver platt's character is kind of parenting all of the kids or um everybody's kind of like enriching or educating or helping others think of things in a different kind of a way but one relationship i thought was really interesting is um meteor man's relationship with sid and what like that please that, please, um, please please don't reduce <laughs> world-class pioneer robert is he a pioneer? Yes. yes oh my one yes. of the first he's, black television yes. dads he's, he's literally a i feel like meteor he's meteor man for me Please don't reduce Mo- Robert Townsend to fucking Meteor Man. Like he's a Meteor Man was a good great movie. movie though. Like, it, it was, was a good a, ass Meteor Man was good, but still, it's a great like, film. That's my, my Batman. But that, <laughs> wow, it's great. Hey man, fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good ass movie. Man, the fucking Robert golden, Townsend what, what was, was the game called the Golden the Golden Child Lords, the, the Golden Lords, the Golden Lords, <laughs> and they had the fucking baby, they had the fucking baby Lords that were fucking. Yeah, little all... kids with the fucking goddamn flat what top. Movie Come on, man. Meteor Man. Meteor, Meteor man. man. Meteor Man. That shit he would brilliant. absorb. He would absorb like books and like take on mm. like their powers and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Tactile fucking yeah. tactile omniscience or whatever the fuck that power is called. Like that shit was great. And he accidentally got like salsa dancing. Was using that to fight. That oh, it great. is the dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking great. Reducing Robert Townsend, like with his like legitimate pioneer status as like executive at like NBC Universal and all that kind of shit, to like being the Meteor Man guy is fucking. Because I'm talking wild. about his acting abilities. I'm talking what? about his acting abilities. That's not even his best acting. What? That's not even his best. What's acting? his best acting? What's his best acting? Five, heart, five heartbeats. Uh you know what? I actually that's one of those movies I have yet to see. So I'm, that's I'm, a fair point. I'm, I'm snatching your card right after this. Like we're gonna put you on probationary <laughs> status. Like fair immediately, <laughs> movie stream right after this. Put me on a learner's permit. Like <laughs> okay, fair so enough. You, but no. So the relationship between um, uh, what was the movie? So who who was he in the Five Heartbeats? He was he was Duck Duck Matthews. Okay. So between <laughs> Duck and and Sydney, if that's more acceptable to the to the podcast, is such a difficult situation to be in as a parent because you're like you see your child stressing over some shit that's already half destroyed them mm-hmm. and you kind of want to be encouraging and you know we always talk about parents not believing in their children's dreams or squashing their dreams or filling them with shame and it's like man sometimes that's the right move because sometimes that dream is gonna fucking kill them you know or or they're gonna fail and it's like look Go back to school, do something else. And I don't know what the answer there is, but I just feel like he was he was one of the parental figures who I think had one of the most difficult choices in front of him because he's trying to figure out how to make sure his child doesn't destroy themselves and kind of constantly balancing those two in every conversation. But she can feel it, too. 
I mean, even though even as annoying as it was for Sydney, like I think he did a really good job as far as like you know being this fictional father figure because mm. he wasn't trying to push something on to Sydney that she didn't want to do. It was just like, hey, I'm just for one, like you're, you're living under my roof, and I'm mm. your father. I care about you. I want to make sure that you know you're thinking everything through. So it's like I'm gonna have these uncomfortable conversations with you. Well, what's yeah. Plan B? Like. What if this right. doesn't work out? But at the same time, he's not forcing her to not do what she wants to do, like to mm-hmm. not chase her dreams. No. I interpreted and it it's... completely different. I interpreted it completely different. Like the conversation mm, okay. that he had with her at the end was was not, I'm having an uncomfortable com- conversation with you. It was a conversation of comfort. He said, yeah. he, like, he, he literally said, if you need to live with me forever... You mm. can live with me forever. No, he said. He, but that's no, an uncomfortable no, conversation no. for someone like Sydney. I fair, fair enough. But what he said was, they went through the whole progression of the logic, and I think they got to a very logical situation on why does this have to be everything. He said, yeah. if yeah. he said, if if I'm willing to let you stay here forever, if you can put yourself per per Sydney's conversation, mm-hmm. if you can put yourself into everything that you do, like it's the last thing ever then why does this one thing have to feel for you like it's the end of the world if it doesn't succeed? Mm-hmm. If you're I putting think she answers, in, though. I think she, 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 she said, she said, because I don't, I don't I think don't I have, have enough one. love. Yeah. I don't have enough, which I, which I think was poignant, which I think was poignant. I think Sydney was very good at Terry expressing herself. Yeah, I think Sydney yeah. was very good at expressing herself and where she was in that situation. But like, if I'm a person and I have been this person, like I, I've told the story on here all the time about how, like, you know, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do when I was trying to pay. He's going to be a postman, right? That was high school. But I'm even talking about like in my fucking in my fucking NBA studies where like I was going to like be a cashier at Aldi. You know what I mean? With Mm. the fucking with the fucking top 30 NBA. You know what I mean? Like dead ass. Alvin, I can see you delivering mail. Like I don't. My man. I can see you in the truck like with the outfit. Oh, definitely. No, he looked like a mailman. He got the mailman like and everything. If I had fucking got the the job with the U.S. Postal Service, I probably would have never went to college. So, so like you didn't. They didn't fucking hire me, but. So so I get what they're saying, but I'm just saying like if I'm putting myself in Sydney's shoes, in and like my father told me <laughs> that shit, or, like, shit, they were like, "You got great things ahead." Yeah, <laughs> if like a parent told me that shit, like I would be, I would be calm. You know what I mean? I would, I, I it wouldn't depends feel. On the, on the child, it depends on the child. I felt like I think, it was. I think for her, it I feel like it was so a very like good. Me. I feel like it was a good. I think it was the right decision. It was a good dialogue, I right but, I, but I get but what you're Sydney, saying. Like from her perspective, you got to think what she's saying is you don't believe in me, dad. You don't think that I've cut out to do this shit. You don't yeah. think that I can really make it across this. Yeah. Like I'm evil Knievel. And you're like, you, you sure you don't want to check the brakes? It's like, so you don't think I can make it across this canyon? Yeah. And it's like that hurts to hear from your parent, I would assume. Well, I so think it's like I get I, think, I get that's a that's not easy shit. Well, I think, Josh, you, you mentioned it. Well, it's like that because like you've heard that a 100 times from like a parent. It's like. Hey, if you want to pursue it, that's fine. But you know, maybe like consider a plan B just in case. Yeah. Now, and that's that is very that's like very good advice um, for anyone. Mm-hmm. That is like perfect. Yes. But Safe. to your point, Eddie, when a parent is telling that to a kid, especially if they're like very very passionate about something, what mm-hmm. it sounds like is, oh, so you're saying that I'm going to fail and like I need to back up. And I it's think hard to. It is that actually? 
because it, well, no, think, it, it definitely is. It, it can be yeah. for some parents. Like I think a lot of Which, times parents, because when you're young, you don't need a plan B a lot of times. Like if you yeah. if you've got a parent who says you can stay here, you can literally completely fuck up and fail until your late twenties and then start over. But yeah. I thought but that's I what he was saying. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. He was but like, I, I thought he yeah. was saying fuck up. And yeah, she yeah. was saying, and she was saying, I, I don't have, I don't have enough in me to fuck up. She was I saying agree. that, like, from my perspective, it's so difficult to fuck up again after I've already fucked up that, like, I don't know if I have it in me from a emotional, mental, so spiritual perspective. It. This has to be it. So, and Which I is understand why I think her it's perspective. Really difficult as a parent to like yeah. because I think as a parent, you're you're kind of going, well, she's gonna fucking do it. And she doesn't think that she has enough left in the tank. So me telling her, hey, you can fail is going to be really – because what he could have done is just been like, he doesn't need to tell her that she can stay here. If she succeeds, then she succeeds. If she fails, then he's there. But putting yes. in her head that, hey, yes. I'm here if, if you fail, low-key now that I think about it – and maybe, maybe that's what I was getting because maybe I was struggling to kind of fully know what I was even talking about. I think it's yeah. that. I oh, think I'm actually the best I'm thing he you. did – should have done would have been to just be there instead of saying that he's there. Actually, I I, I, I actually disagree, disagree with that because okay. yeah, because like sometimes you actually need that extra push because like he didn't. I still stand. I still stand on what he said. Like he didn't say anything wrong. And a lot of times no, it's like no, yes, you're passionate yeah. about this thing, and when somebody outside of you like expresses like a little bit of doubt, like well, if this doesn't work mm. out, you don't want to hear that shit. So you take that, even if you might take it like kind of negative, kind of wrong. Like you might take that like extra motivation to push even further and push even harder yes. to make sure this shit Yo, does not it fail. It can either, but like, that in be real life, that goes the, the other direction all it could. the fucking time. It People, could. it's so many doctors out here who are like, "Yeah, no, nah, my parent really said I shouldn't have been a sculptor and I should have a backup plan, and the backup plan ended up becoming the plan because it took up so much energy." And I'm not saying that that's not mm. the right. Like a lot of those sculptors would have failed anyway. So fair to your point, but it's not as simple as what you're saying. I think think a lot of people take that and it demotivates them because sometimes you have to put everything into this this plan a and making the plan b undercuts your you don't have enough energy for plan a so i mean plan I b think your life in that in that case i think you probably i don't i think yeah fuck it i'm gonna say it. i, I think you might have failed anyway if, it, if that was all it took to demotivate you off the path that you was meant to be in a, uh, in a certain context say in that, sense. But i think because i like, bro, like people, because if if once again like because if fucking once again, like someone likes over it, here I'm thinking abuse. about a very specific type of person for this example, right? Because I understand there's a lot of nuance, a lot, you know, of a one drop in the fucking pool can create a ripple effect and a butterfly might die somewhere else. Yeah. Who the fuck knows how yeah. things could work out? <laughs> but, in another, another direction, yeah. Right. But basically what I'm saying is, is just that for a person like Sydney, right, she, she was extremely passionate about what she wanted to do. Like, there was nothing going to get in yes. her way. That conversation with her father was, I, for someone like her, was only going to give her more fuel to actually, no, fuck that. I'm going to prove you wrong just to say that. No, look, it did work. My plan but A did work. I did not need a plan it. B. You're right, but that's not why he was doing it. He was doing it for the opposite. He was like, yo, you need to chill the fuck out. You're giving yourself ulcers. And what? she was like, oh, well, I'm giving myself two ulcers now. So you're right, but I don't think <laughs> that was where he was coming from. I think the show is almost kind of like exploring these ideas of not just like parenthood, but I also think it highlights the the, the complications that both Carmi and Sydney have as like leaders of the restaurant where it's like being a leader is difficult because it's like you simultaneously want to be empathetic to 
you know, those around you. And it's like, hey, and like understand their point of view. But at the end of the day, you also need to command respect as yeah. there's sort of like this balance of like, I hear you. I understand you. I take what you say to heart. But at the end of the day, I'm still we still have Final this dynamic say. and trying yeah. to balance that kind of like with the parent of like, how can I be supportive and like motivate my kid while also trying to almost like keep their feet on the ground or like, how can yeah, I, there's like a their whole life, keep their feet on the ground, but not like destroy their spirit, but don't let them like right. fly that, away. That's such a good phrase. That's yeah. exactly the challenge that I'm like, is really difficult because a parent is not exactly like, because a leader can kind of be like, look, I can be gentle most of the time, but at the end of the day, when it comes down to the line, I need you to do what the fuck I say. And so occasionally you have to, though, I think that's the minority. I think mostly you should be inspiring motivation, but occasionally you have to do, look, this is what we're doing. This is what we got to get mm-hmm. done. But with a parent, there's you're you're trying to foster independence That's a good point so the dynamic is meant to grow beyond that and it's meant to be like I, I at this point i actually can't tell you what to do but i have to kind of be and that's a yeah how do i keep your your, your feet on the ground without crushing your spirit is very well said mm-hmm. and i think it's even more poignant the fact that we find out dude that sydney's mother passed away when she was very young so yeah. like cause sometimes when you have two parents you can they can kind of play the <laughs> yeah. you know the good cop bad cop sort of thing so kids mm-hmm. can kind of get that like yin, yin and yang but if it's just one parent, he's like, I want to be supportive, but also, you know, you got to be careful. But like, oh, I yeah, hope it doesn't you discourage you. Kind of like, gave yourself. Yeah. Fucking trauma over this last situation. So this could happen again. Like just given the fact that it already happened the one time, maybe you don't want to put all your eggs in, in one basket. Um, yeah, it's, t- it's, it's tough being a parent. Well, look, let me tell you right now. Uh, if you see the writers of your show giving you like, actions and lines that really make no sense despite the fact that you're a fucking uh on-call doctor who's dating like a bit of a dropkick chef you might be seeing a red flag but at the same time if you reduce robert townsend down to his uh very exceptional role in meteor man you, you might be the one that's, that's waving the red flag it's been waving the red flag podcast it's been eddie it's been josh it's been alvin joined today by macabre storytelling you know what i'm saying this has been the bear season two <laughs> the bear baby let's go episode 185 check it out you know seven fishes (laughs) join us on patreon if you want the full podcast experience that means being a part of our discord community that means getting the full bonus episodes being part of the live streams you know you get to get the full experience um like subscribe become a member as i said turn the notification bell on so you know when we drop the new episodes we'll see y'all next week mac do you got anything to uh you know drop and let the people know about oh yeah sure uh you can find me on youtube macabre storytelling macabre that's how it's technically pronounced i don't know i think it's macabre but it's, it's, it's macabre, macabre. <laughs> macabre. Yeah, yeah. macabre. Whatever, whatever you macabre. say is what it is my man macabre i've seen fd like this your name in a recent video you fucking you fucking own your brand man. you don't pronounce nobody's name right thanks you will support your brand but yes on youtube you can find me under any of those pronunciations yeah, okay, that should get well, you're ty- If you're typing it in, it's all the same. So we're, it's uh, fine. Yeah, it's spelled. Dude. You don't need to, you don't need to yeah. say it to find it on YouTube. Yeah, just type pretty it. Much. We'll put pretty the link, much. guys. Oh, you don't even have to type it. Just click what's it'll be in, in the description. Thank you. Um, that's it. Peace, peace, peace. But well, yo, what is a drop kick chef though? Oh, uh, just, just like a bit up. of a I don't know. Just a bit of a fuck up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I, I immediately thought of like Dropkick Murphys, and I was like, "That's one hundred percent what I'm talking yeah, about." Was, <laughs> what is Dropkick Murphys? It's, a it's like a shipping out the box. And then, whoa, that's fine.
Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, they're like Irish sounding you know, rock. Oh, mm. rock. 